Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife, Carolyn, and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. All right, so tonight, uh, I figured we'd broach your favorite topic of all time, because uh, you mentioned I wondered if I'm married to a 12 year old. Sex. Um, yes. Exactly. So we've been talking about sex. Uh, specifically sex in relationships. Right, we'll caveat this with Last episode was very meandering, right? Mm-hmm. Which I know some of that's going to be normal anyway. But like we were all over the place. We were talking about education. We were talking about uh, religion. We were talking about finance. I mean, we were talking about everything. We were talking about everything. Um, so this, from moving forward, I want to have like individual topics that we're going to focus on. So this one, specifically, we're going to talk about sex. Um, the reason is because I think that it's probably in the top three of compatibility when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. Sex is a very important piece of being in a relationship. Um, but, at least in my opinion, it shouldn't be the sole motivator for having a relationship. Well, that's true, too. You say that with a smile. <laughs> it's definitely in my top three of uh, important things in okay. a relationship. No, it's not my number one, but I know it seems like that to you a lot of the time. <laughs> like I said at the end of the last episode, <laughs> at least three in the windows per conversation. Too. Yes. Simply would have to happen. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll get it out of the way. Uh, Shaft, um, uh, throb, <laughs> and let's see, erect. Uh-huh. Solid, Good ones. Yeah. All, all solid. Um, so, I mean, what are your... We have an interesting dynamic as a relationship, right? Um, at least it seems to be commonplace in the social circles. My drive or libido, I guess, is lower than yours, which is at least, you know, how it's portrayed, you know. Uh, it's not hard to do. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> portrayed in common, you know, society is that that's the fact. Normally it's the man that will have a deal and the woman who likes it. Typically, I, yes. Well, at least that's how it's portrayed. I don't know right. how factually how factual that is, but I think you'd have a hard 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 pressed to get a lot of men to admit that they have uh, a lower libido or a less competitive sex drive than their wife. And it's much harder to find a man that's not currently complaining to his buddies or anyone that will listen a Reddit forum, for instance, that their wife does not sleep with them enough. Right. What are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think that's a Biologically true for most women, or do you think that's just something that, like society has impressed upon them to say that they should not want to have sex very often? You know, I'm not sure. I mean, prior to becoming some kind of adult, um, <laughs> um, I guess I was under the impression that women biologically wanted it less than men did, mm-hmm. and it was drilled into my head from a as young age as possible, I suppose, um, that. That's all men thought about. Well, you care about young age as possible nowadays. I know. I'm, so I'm going towards like young. 16 to 18 here, but right, I so. more recently in the last decade found out that kids were, you know, I'm not going there. Um, well, young for you is not necessarily young for me. Like, my right. Sex we don't need to talk about that because our kids will never really know. Um, well, that's not true. Sure. Meandering. Anyway, so 
it was drilled into my head that, and probably most others, that um, that's all men think about. And that women don't think about it as much as men do. So from the get-go, I thought I was abnormal. Yeah. Um, and I'm starting to wonder, the more experiences I have through life, that maybe that's not the case. Maybe there are actually men out there who have lower libidos than society has let on, or that men will admit to having. And that women... You know, I don't have I don't have the excuse for reasoning behind women because the majority of women have a very low sex drive, and I can't understand why. But I, I've never been one of those women, so I don't know where it comes from. I have to assume it's probably because they're not big service attractive. I gotta imagine if you had a, a really good sex life, you'd probably be more motivated to have a good sex life. I mean, that would make sense. But I've heard some women genuinely say it, people I've been friends with, that mm-hmm. they just don't enjoy it. Or they're just not that into it, or it's the they've got babies in the house now, so they're always tired, or it's their hormones because they're getting older. And I'm like, I'm 40, and I feel like mine's gotten worse <laughs> instead of better. See, I don't, know, um, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, though, because men, right? Mm-hmm. Um, statistics, I don't remember what journal I read it on. Uh, maybe, maybe I heard it on the podcast, but um, that the average testosterone level in males, let me see if I break this properly. The average level of testosterone in males nowadays is low in comparison to what it was for them in you know the fifties and sixties, and it's getting lower every year. I think it has a lot to do with the sedentary life that we live. Um, okay. But more to your point about, well, so I think that's the reason why there's there's more men are less inclined those things. Plus, I think the prevalence of porn is probably a thing, too. Oh, yeah. Um, because you're getting a psychological surge of sexual satisfaction. Right. With, um, and it's readily available and cheap and it's free and doesn't require any of the social stigma that goes along with dating. The um, real thing starts to not turn you on as much physically, so to speak, when, as the when, fake things do. When all of my yeah. fantasies can be fulfilled by clicking on buttons But I think um, a lot of men push towards porn because they weren't getting it from their significant other, I especially think, after children come into the picture. That may be true. Uh, and I think that there's probably a factor that plays into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there's a relationship aspect of it too, right? Like mm-hmm. if you typically, when you start a relationship, right, there's a lot of dating and a lot of courting and cuddling and you know, affection being exchanged. And yep. so the honeymoon a lot phase. Of, yeah. So a lot of women want to have sex because they feel, you know, wanted upon, you know. Yeah. But as a relationship matures, that becomes more and more difficult to do. Especially once you start including people, you know, start including kids and work and all the other stuff you got going on around the house, trying to maintain a home and do all that stuff that you end up doing in a relationship. There isn't a whole lot of room for that courting piece, you know. So most women, I know it's not you, but most women feel like they're not incentivized, I guess, to have sex, right? Because they're not getting affection in the other ways. Because most women don't think of sex as their primary affection pathway, right? So, what is, who's it? Is it, um, is it the worst therapist that was t- telling me about it? Um, maybe. There might have been somebody on uh, the Order of Man podcast was talking about it, but um, men fall in love through sex, and women have sex because they're in love. So, there's two separate things. 
for women, the sex happens after emotion. Yeah. And for men, the emotion happens after the act. And whether or not you did hear that on Order of Man, we definitely heard that from our worst therapist ever. Yeah. So, and I think it might be uh, <laughs> those, and it might have heard from both avenues, I'm not sure, but um, I think that's a, a point of discussion when it comes to the, the relationship relationships. But back more towards the, the opening statement of those is where would you place it? Oh, definitely top three. I don't think enough people, especially women, don't place it high enough. Um, especially when kids come into the picture and marriage comes into the picture because your spouse needs to stay at the top of that list. Um, because if you don't have a strong relationship with your spouse, um, it's just that's a failure for your kids as well. It starts with the two of you. You were there before your kids. You'll be there after the kids. You've got to have that. And sex and affection and, I don't know, anything touchy-feely, for lack of a more flattering phrase, is really important. You need to have that intimate connection with your significant other. And if it's not there, I just feel like that causes strife. It causes a wedge. It's... Well, Will, and like kind of what we were talking about last night, you know, um, when we were kind of playing groundwork for this, this conversation, um, you know, men want to have, if, if I came up to you every day, um, I came up to you today and I said, I want to have sex, right? Uh-huh. And you're like, well, I don't really feel like having sex, but we can cuddle on the couch. Well, I will take what I can get because, I take what I can get because there's some form of connection in my mind. Correct. Uh, the first time, not a big deal. The second time, not a big deal. Third time, I'm starting to get frustrated. Fourth time, fifth time, sixth time, seventh time, eighth time, twelfth time, right? Right. I'm like, why doesn't my wife want to have sex with me? Or right. my, not necessarily my wife, my significant other want to have sex with me. Am I not good enough, right? Am I not doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, it starts to attack the self-esteem, which is just right. detrimental. And then, inevitably, that person, whoever it is that's being rejected, is going to start seeking emotional uh, those seeds start to be planted, right? right? Um, and they might not cheat, but they'll think about it. Mm-hmm. They'll start noticing other women, or you know, if they take over men, they'll start noticing other men, and as soon as they start getting positive attention from somebody, they're going to lean towards that, right? Right. Whereas maintaining a healthy relationship, and sex is a, a large part of that, absolutely, um, is what's going to keep your relationship together. Right? That whole dating through marriage kind of thing. That, uh, every other podcast on the planet talks about is continue to date after you've been married because like you said, the relationship pre-exists in everything else. Right. And it's going to, if you do it right, it'll absorb past everything else. And someday our kids are going to be growing and we've got the house and it's just going to be the two of us. And if we haven't taken the time to maintain a relationship, what are we gonna do? we're just going to sit staring at the wall every day. Yeah. We'll be roommates instead of... Right. Spouses. And I think that's what a lot of marriages turn into. It's a roommate mm-hmm. situation, not a significant and it's sad when you think it about it because it's that's not what I want. <laughs> no, it's not what I want either. But you know, it, it, it happens. But I think um, if we're going to go the atypical route, which is you know mostly the women that don't want to participate in the sexual acts the majority of the time, and the men left wanting, um, I can only imagine from a male standpoint that. <clears throat> when your wife starts to continuously blame it on, well, we have kids and I just don't have time and I'm tired and this, that, and the other, that, uh, well, why are the kids more important than me? Yeah. That that really starts to take a toll. 
on that person. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the that whole, you know, women want to talk about, you know, putting their, they, my children always come first, for instance. Um, and that's kind of divulging off into a different subject or something. But that's, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, you take care of your dad, you know. What was that? Was it Facebook or Instagram? I don't know. It was one of those posts where you said, you know, if you want to be treated like a queen, you need to treat it like a queen. Yep. Um, or if you want to be treated like a king, you need to treat it like a queen. Mm-hmm. Treat the other person the way you want to be treated, um, and I think we we do a pretty good job of that. I know I don't well, it works until I'm like usually satiated. <laughs> it only lasts about fifteen minutes, but it works. Um, but I'm usually the one climbing on top of you to get things started. It's true. It's, <laughs> I'm inherently lazy, and I'm typically, I'm typically tired, and I'm typically you know I've had long days, whatever. I have the excuses. I don't have any valid excuses because, like I found out early on in our relationship, you brought up the point that. Uh, Sex cures headaches. It so, does. Just uh, saying. Can't use a headache excuse. Don't use that one. Can't um, use that, ladies. <laughs> but, you know, the other ones, you know, just not necessarily motivated for it. And it took us a while to get over that hump of finding a, a compromise because mm-hmm. I didn't want to cut off this and you wanted it uh, twice a day. So <laughs> we wanted, you know, we had to find a space where, like, we can compromise. Right? Yeah. And we, I think we've come to that. And we go through stretches where we're not having it as often. It's mm-hmm. kind of finding a place that works. And I get pretty good read of you emotionally. Um, typically, even when you've been super stressed and super irritable and you're just having a really shitty day, I'm like, okay, she needs to get some. I do. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's better than Xanax. It it's the cure-all, right? yes. Yeah. A little bit of vitamin D anyway. You, you like to tell me that it's not the answer to everything, but it kind of is the answer to everything for me. It's the answer For me, yes. Um, and I know that there's going to be guys who listen to this podcast like, man, fuck this. What is he believing? I know. Right? <laughs> um, but I also understand there's going to be guys out there who are going to listen to this and be like, okay, they're going to relate to it. Me, yeah. right? mm-hmm. And I think the other way around goes for, for women too. I think there's going to be women who are like, man, why why is, you know, why isn't she with me? She's not trying to climb on me every time I walk in with a dog with a king king hanging out. I'd be happy, right. right? But then there's other women who are like, no, thank God, I need somebody. You know, I, right. I, I want to fuck all the time. Like the old people in there, who's, who's here today? Oh, um, Who's the comedian? You know what I'm talking about. Pet with the pigeons. Yeah. yeah. Filming overnight. And nice and successful. Yeah. How are you? Um, yeah. Oh my god, I can't remember his name. Josh, if you're listening to this, let us know who it is. Yeah. Uh, with, <laughs> with the old people in the in the uh, retirement homes. Oh, oh, I want to stop. Yeah, right? That's pretty much going to be you. That's uh, me. <laughs> and that's fine. Like I have no problem with that. Like I, we again, we come to some agreement. Yes. Talk about it. it did cause strife, but I think that was the biggest upset early on in our relationship was because you didn't necessarily have positive experiences um, in the past, your previous no. marriage or in your previous relationships no. um, with a healthy sex life. So no. uh, me, whenever I said I, I wasn't interested, you took it as, you know, I Very was personal. you and mm-hmm. not the act itself. And yeah. us finding, again, like we talked about last episode, via open and honest communication, yes. we found a way to compromise that works for everybody. And it's not like it's scheduled as recommended. I mean, hell, even when we were trying to have kids, it wasn't like, oh, it's ovulation time. We got 12 hours. Let's fuck, right? Like, <laughs> no. it really like but we did, but we did talk about it. Like, you know, I know you don't want to, um, you know, I know you're not interested every single day. Like, can we go, you know, you can't, you can't give me less. You know, you, we kind of negotiated and bartered. We jokingly bartered the other day. Yes. Um, about, <laughs> that we needed to reevaluate the contract. Yeah, yeah reevaluate the contract. <laughs> I offered three and a half days, three days a week with uh, a double 
said it needed to be a... Well, first I asked for every day. Yeah. And then I tried for every other day. And then you yeah. still knocked it down to three, so... I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not saying you should schedule it. You shouldn't. Like, you no. Shouldn't. There's going to be moments when it's spontaneous and it should be fun. Um, but I also think some guys should dive too hard, honestly. Um, because they think women want the the wine, the dine, the romance. And then there are women out there who do. But, but they don't I want it every time. I've got to remember. Like, if I came home one day and I had like a 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 hour day, mm-hmm. and I came home and there's like rose petals leading up to the door, I'd be like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. I've got to imagine that there's some women who are like that too. Yeah. When it's not the big overt acts that most women want, mm-hmm. it's the little things, right? The take out the trash and I don't have to ask you to do the dishes so I don't have to. Those, those little tiny things um, that I think a lot of women I am actively working to try to get better at them. Uh, we have a friend who's all about the overt, gigantic, savvy, romantic things. Right. Um, and let me be honest, right quick. Sometimes all we want is the quickie, and you don't have to do much. Yeah, better over the washer. Take your 15 minutes. And, and go. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> and more often than not, that's actually what we're looking for. <laughs> I'm not saying don't forget about it, but, you know, it's maybe only- two or three times a year, go all out. But if you do that every single time, yeah. it's kind of a turnoff. It's a little too exactly. much. And then I'm just like, mm, no. So, but is that yeah. you? Like, talking to your girlfriend. I don't know how often girls talk about sex. sex it sex. could be just me. But a couple of my friends, when we've had that conversation, agree that it's definitely... So it's A lot of the times it's too much. Yeah. We don't always want to be wine and dine. Sometimes we're okay with the wham-bam, thank-you-ma'am kind of thing. Well, I'd be so. interested to see what people think. Like, if they're out comment, uh, let us know. Like, the... Uh, Comment on the pod beam, comment on Facebook, let us know, have this conversation, but is it a 15-minute thing, you know, are, are girls okay with a 15-minute quick, I'm a, I know most guys are, like, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but, or at least they say they are. If you know what you're doing, 15 minutes is fine. Yeah. Maybe not all the time, yeah, but a lot of the time, it's fine. A very white's lie. All night, or no, it's not very white, it's, um, who's a, oh, my, my, who's a, oh, God, who is that? I'm terrible with uh, names. I got it back off. Um, anyway, yeah, he's lying. We don't lying. need no. we don't need the four or five to, hours. It starts I'm to dry up after 30, 40 minutes. No, I'm like, I can't. I need to roll over and go to sleep now. Yeah, your body isn't designed to lose weight for that. Too. Yeah, no. Especially not at my age. <laughs> All night. We're looking it up. Of course I'm looking it up. No. Lionel Richie, there we go. Ah, there you go. Jerry yes. Curl, that's right. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, like you've got... Um, now, if you want to get in the mood, do a little 30-minute thing, stop and eat ice cream in bed, watch a couple of movies, and then two hours later do it again in mm-hmm. a hotel room, fine. You don't eat food in bed. But that's true, but if it's a hotel, I don't care. That's not sleeping, right? We're not sleeping if we stayed in a hotel. You're not sleeping. <laughs> I'll still sleep. You can be going around and I'm going uh, no. <laughs> no, I think that it, but having a healthy sex life is important. Um, now, I will say that it is not the wild, crazy, you know, fire in the sheets sex that it was when we first got together. Not every single um, time, no, but no. it doesn't have to be. But there are times where we're just like, I'm just going to grab it. And then there's other times where it's got way more meaning and emotion and yeah. other things behind it. It's just, you got to flow with the moment. But if you're not, if you're rejecting it every single time and you're not doing it yeah. 
and your excuse is constantly that you're tired, you're losing that connection little by little over time, regardless of how, how much you talk to each other right. or how many times you go out to dinner. Unless there are no oddities, right? Like, so I okay. think there are a lot of guys who just don't know what they're doing in a set. So Maybe, but has everybody in, any really taught you? Well, no. <laughs> you know? no. Guys are going into this fucking cold feet. Women are expecting them to know everything from the beginning of the book to the end of the book, and that's a lot of pressure on a guy. Well, I mean, same thing for me. I, but I've got to imagine there's girls on the other side of the fence too who just don't know what they're doing. So there's yeah. there's women who just lay there and take it. You know, they're yeah. like, well, I don't know why women are doing this. It's not fun. Right? Well, you actively got more involved in it. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and some some women, they, they're like diesel engines, right? They're slow to start, but once they start, they can go forever. Mm-hmm. Versus most guys are like weed eaters, right? They're really quick to start, but they burn out quicker. Yeah. Right? And those two things don't don't mix well. Mix well, yeah. unless you you have to find ways to get around it. Either increase your stamina, mm-hmm. or you know, dig in and get the other parts of your body busy, right? But don't so. be afraid to have those conversations. If you're in a committed relationship, there's no reason you can't talk about sex. Tell the other person what you enjoy. Tell this person what you enjoy. If they're doing something you don't like, try to hint at things in a nice, respectful manner. About I know that you you try this a lot, but I'd really like it if you tried this and steer them in another direction instead of downplaying the things that they tried and read Kama Sutra books together. I don't know. Well, and be willing to, I think... You've got to have the discussion. Hinting on the Kama Sutra thing, like, be willing to experiment, too. Yes. Right? Like, yes. Especially if you're looking for a relationship that's going to last for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, missionary gets boring. Absolutely. Like, break is yellow, but it yeah. does. Like, you need to try something else. I'm not saying, like, second date, go for the butt sex, right? Like, <laughs> Probably want to ease yourself into that. You definitely want to ease yourself into butt sex. You'll tear some things down. Uh, oh my god! But like you know, you need to experiment on stuff, and it, you don't know. You don't know what to try. And sometimes you're going to have that clumsy few sessions where you're trying something and it's not working, and you both laugh. And, you, it, and there's chocolate and, syrup everywhere. And you right? need your sheets, right? <laughs> and it's fine. Those are the fun times, and it sets you up for all the even better times. But it, at the end of the day, we're talking about sex, and it's all coming back to that one. Key point in every relationship. Right? Salt and pepper. What? Um, (laughs) I just aged myself a lot right there. Um, Anyway, but it comes back to that single point, which is communication. Because even when it comes to the sex or anything else, you've got to be able to have those discussions. You've got to be able to talk. Yeah, well, I think, you know, absolutely valid points all day long. And I think that you go back to it and you were talking about. I made the joke that you know, men don't know what they're doing. Women don't either. Um, Nobody does when they start you know, this. And I, but I think that there's a uh, an unsafe precedent set for men because let's be honest, most men are the ones that watch porn. Like males are the mm-hmm. primary consumer of porn. Mm-hmm. Women are not. So there's a an unhealthy expectation set with porn. Oh yeah. And men are gonna be like, oh well, this this porn chick really likes to seem to enjoy this, so I'm gonna try it. If you think that porn is how sex actually happens in real life, I, I have a. It's not. It's very messy. <laughs> yes. uh, there's usually some I'm awkward, sad, sorry to tell you. You have to wait and lay there awkwardly as you get to your towel or something. You know? um, but, like, that's, honestly, I think there's a, an unrealistic expectation set mm-hmm. um, for men and an unhealthy expectation set for women in the fact that I'm not supposed to enjoy this enough, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll make what I should ask you. Was it, were you uncomfortable when you found out that you, you enjoyed sex more than It took me a while to figure that out, but once I got to the point where I realized that I enjoyed it way more than, I guess, the average female, I thought I was a little abnormal. 
Yeah. I mean, I didn't think it was wrong in any fashion. I was just, I felt like the odd man out because yeah. that didn't seem to be the impression I got from most of the women I knew. Yeah, I, I so men are not uncomfortable talking about sex, but it's usually in <laughs> Obviously. like, it's usually in like a braggart type way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I totally hit it, right? Right. But they don't talk about like techniques, they don't talk about what worked for men, they don't, it's mm-hmm. not like you sit around and share the dirty details, right? Uh, unless it's... I don't see why not. I would totally do it. And I've done it. But I know. Much to chagrin of my friends. Wait, didn't you used to give, like, blowjob classes? I, oh, God. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it started out as a funny thing, and it just stuck for, like, ask, three it, or four times, yeah. I'm not having this discussion. <laughs> Come on! No, early 20s, I was young and dumb. Moving on. <laughs> Well, I can honestly say I've never gave a cunnilingus class. I probably should, though. You I probably know. could. I mean, I'm just being good. real. <laughs> good, good tips. Huh? Eh? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, on to the parenting side of sex, though. Mm-hmm. Um, our kids are rapidly reaching that age um, where it's going to become a popular conversation, if it isn't already oh. in school. Right? Yeah. Um, so, what do we want to, like, how would we instigate have a conversation, when do we have that conversation with them? Of, this is what it is, this is what it should be. I don't necessarily think that it should be the conversation that I got. Well, yeah. the conversation I got is I got handed a box of, of a bag of condoms and then don't get it pregnant. Um, but I'd already been busy for a little while. Thanks, Papa. Um, but I'd already been busy for a little while. So um, so most of my sex has came to me from school, and a lot of it was like, don't have sex. It's dirty, right? But it's not. It's gross. But it's not, like, dirty. Well, it can be if you're into that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Sorry. not. But, um, but I don't want my kids to be like afraid of it. I, I don't want them to be afraid of it, but I want them to understand not just the consequences physically, yeah, but the consequences mentally. Which, in my early twenties, I would have been that's stupid, that's dumb. Do you mean mentally but, or emotionally? Well, mentally and emotionally. Okay. Great. Um, but now at my age, after I've experienced everything I did and been through everything I did, and you can say the same, and especially coming from the place you started from, to say that I really wish I'd waited. And that doesn't come from a religious standpoint at all, because neither of us are your typical religious affiliation. We're not Catholic. We're not Christian. We're not any of that. No. But we got to the point where I kind of wish we hadn't, not necessarily waited for the, the one true love thing, but waited for it to be... A better person than some of the people I ended up sharing that with you know what I mean um, and we definitely agree on that so I want it's hard to explain to children especially so, an 11 year old yeah and knowing how young you were exposed to it and started having sex versus when I was exposed to it and started having sex it's hard to know when the right time is to talk to kids the problem is it's getting younger and younger and that's depressing to yeah. me because no one ever gave me the talk my parents never gave me the talk like, ever, at all. Let's be honest. It would have been the most awkward conversation. Probably. Your parents. Your parents were weird. Um, <laughs> I love you guys. You're so odd sometimes. Um, it got really odd when I was in my 20s. Yeah. So I think that you probably need to look at something like, all right, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. People are going to be doing it. Yeah. You only have one chance at your first. Yeah. So make sure it means something to you. Yes. But don't be afraid to explore your feelings without Absolutely. necessarily giving yourself away. The 
don't give it to just anyone. Right. Like, you shouldn't... There are things out there that are scary and can impact you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Herpes is fine on pickup. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> um, so... It stays in your bank forever. That's true. you got to put it in your guild bank. It's just not fun. Um, but when you... You should be safe and smart. It's kind of the same thought when we have when talking about... When we, when we talk about kids and drug use or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I know you're gonna do it. I know you're gonna you're gonna experiment with people. Probably the boys more likely than the girls statistically, right? Yeah. But be smart. Try to make smarter choices than be smart about it, be safe, you know, and don't be afraid to talk to us. Right. Um, and I think that's the the really the breach of the conversation we can have is you know, we're here for you. Good mistakes or you know, good decisions or bad decisions. We wanna be part of it and we want you to talk to us and you know, sex is just part of that. Part of life, and you're going to have relationships where you have somebody who you think they're important, and it turns out they're more you're more important. You thought they they're more important to you than you are to them, right? So it doesn't go the way you thought. And you know, I, I can't imagine there's too many people out there anymore yeah. who have only ever had sex with one person and have only ever been with one person. And there are out there, you know, your yeah. your brother-in-law or your brother and sister-in-law, mm-hmm. but they're one, right? Um, right, not my brother, but my sister-in-law, definitely. Yeah. Um, um, you get your one and done. Now, I'm not saying you have to stick to that, um, because, I mean, there are a couple I don't regret, and that's fine, because we were really good friends, and there's an attachment there, and that's fine. But it's the ones where, especially if you want to get into the one-night stand kind of a thing. Yeah. That was never your thing. No, but the one time. And even though it was somebody I knew, the fact that it was a one-and-done kind of deal, yeah. that's one of the big ones I really regret forever. And knowing that we've been through those and we kind of regret a lot of those, yeah. I think gives us a better standing ground to explain to our kids why those aren't the best kind yeah, mine, to go for. Mine was probably the culture that I was in. You know, mm-hmm. I was young and I was in the military and I was around a bunch of other high testosterone driven dudes and they yeah. were all getting scratched on their bed posts and I felt like I had to compete. And but even then I really in comparison to my my compadres, like I was nowhere near as bad. I'm a slut and I'm not gonna deny that. But <laughs> I wasn't anywhere near as bad as some of our friends, right? Um, but I never really enjoyed it and I did come out of the next morning, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a reason why it's called the walking stand, right? Like you yeah. you feel gross about yourself. Um, and Taking the time to put some some emotion into it and, and build towards it, it's different. It yeah. is different. And when you do find the person that mm-hmm. you fit with, it is different. Like, oh, yeah. Even if you've had 16 people before, mm-hmm. right, it is it is different. And it is because it's an emotional connection at that point. It's not just yeah. a physical act. Um, and you, I think it would have been different. Of course, mm-hmm. that's not how the stars played out. I would never trade my older two children for anything in the world. Like they're great kids, and I and I am thankful that they're in the world, even though they're not, you know, biologically mine. They're mine in every other way that matters. And, um, but I think that you know, I I wonder if our relationship foundationally would have been any different if it was the two of us at the start. You know, right? And I don't know. A little. <laughs> um, so that would have been difficult for me. Um, yeah. At least legally. 
Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know why we have to go there. Um, and see, and I'm not saying that every time you have sex or you're with somebody has to be this deep emotional no. uh, moment, but and sometimes it's just supposed to be freaking fun, and that's fine too. Right. But smart we're saying. I mean, you want to set up like that friends with benefits kind of a deal, and you, you've got comfort there. You know this person, you're friends with this person, you know where they've been, you know things are safe, you can set up boundaries and soft points and hard points and things like that, and that's better than when you're walking into a bar and picking up a complete stranger, you don't know where they've been, you don't know where they come from, you don't know yeah. what you're going to expect in the morning. I mean, it's just, it's different, right. you know what I mean? Going to bed with Belle and waking up with Beast. I mean, yeah, beer goggles can play a point in that too, but I'm not so much talking about looks aspects of things as I am how you're going to feel about that later. And not just you, but how you're going to make this other person feel later. And especially when alcohol is involved, it's just never a good time. And I say that because I've been there so many times. Just don't do it. Poor decisions with alcohol. Yes. And that's one of the other reasons I stopped drinking altogether too. Poor decisions. I just, I like it better when I can think for myself. Yeah. So, I think for sex from a relationship point of view, right, is um, start with communication. If you're already in a relationship, you need to figure it out. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's, it's important, important to maintain the relationship. It's way more important than you if think. If you're not in a relationship, don't dive off that board straight off. Take your time. Mm-hmm. Make sure there's going to be a return on your investment, so to speak. Right? And then, if you are going to, you know, and have random fun, then understand that it's fun. Don't cash feelings. Be safe. Be smart. But when it comes to the parenting side, have reasonable, again, open and honest conversation with them so that they know that they can trust you with what's going to be the most personal side of their life forever. You know? And I think that if you can do that and don't treat it like it's some taboo, secret, scary thing, but also don't treat it like it's casual, everyday fun, Right. You know, you're not playing with Legos. Right? You're yeah. playing with something that could impact you for at least 18 years, if not longer. And the casual, just for fun stuff can also get you in legal trouble. I mean, in the nowadays day and age where you can just scream me too, and all of a sudden somebody regrets something and turns it into foul play. And before you know it, one of our three boys is in deep crap. You know, I mean, that's in order to avoid situations like that. Well, we see that play out, you know, with the yeah. younger population of soldiers that we work with. Like, oh, you see, too often. Regret sex is a thing. And, and yeah. if you can, if you avoid the act, you avoid the accusations, right? So, yep. um, be smart, be safe. And, and, yeah. But it is, it is something that you, you should take seriously. I'm not going to lie, sex is fun. Um, I definitely enjoy it. But Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please feel free to reach out on Instagram or Facebook. No. We'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. Sex is important. See you next week. Please stop thinking that it's not. It's very important and way more important than you think, especially in a critical relationship. Absolutely. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, If you guys have any topics you'd like us to discuss, um, please let us know. If there are things um, that you would like us to bring up in the future or feedback that you have at all, um, feel free to let us know uh, and then give us 
um, a rating on the podcast or, or um, hit us up on Facebook.